Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, we continue today with our series of Dragon Age Red Jennies run by Megan Dornbrock. It's Dragon Age. It's messing with nobility. What more is there to say? Not much. However, stay tuned for a really cool announcement in the mid-roll. For now, let's get to the show. heroes welcome back to our dragon age flavored game of noirlandia i'm your host megan dornbrock and together with Ree of the magpies and palomi of courier's call we are playing assorted friends of red jenny embarking on a perilous adventure to solve our jenny's kidnapping last episode we built our city and our friends and in this episode we start to play scenes and discover clues we also get some rules wrong enjoy The next phase of the game is actually playing out these scenes. And as I mentioned previously, we will take turns being the protagonist of a scene. And so the protagonist gets to decide what they're doing, kind of where they want to start, where they want to have the scene, and kind of what they want to get out of it. And the rest of us will help the role play by acting supporting characters. They can either be our own character, if the scene calls for it, or they can just be other NPCs that we happen to come up with along the way. If we do end up playing our own characters as a supporter in the scene, we just need to remember that this is about our protagonist, and they are going to be the one doing the challenge role and the investigation role, and we are just going to be helping with that in our capacity as supporters. So our board starts with one lead, and that is our Jenny, the person who is missing. Uh, And I've put an X over our Jenny because technically that lead is destroyed, and that can happen. We can end up destroying other leads throughout the game. Oh no. This this lead is special though because our Jenny belongs to all of the districts and therefore we can we can use it to solve things, to answer questions, to generate connections, that kind of thing. Each one of our characters belongs to a district. For example, my my character belongs to Lowtown. So if there is a destroyed lead in Lowtown, I can use that and make connections and and answer questions with it, but nobody else can because no one else belongs to Lowtown. Etc. So just keep that in mind that that some of those destroyed leads you will be able to use. Okay, and that's good then that we've got three of the four districts. Yeah, covered. Yeah, it's going to be very helpful when answering a question. We need to connect three leads, and they cannot be leads that have been used to answer another question. So once they're used to answer a question, I'll mark with a little circle so that we know that they've been used in an answer. But if you've got three leads that are connected like through a destroyed lead or through a lead that answers a different one. So like you've got a chain of four or something Mm -hmm. like that still counts. So that's an obstacle we'll deal with if, and when we get to it, (laughs) when we start putting leads on the board, it'll make a little bit more sense. So each scene that we do ends in either generating a new lead, which is putting a clue on the board, connecting two leads, which is drawing a line between two clues on the board or answering a question. So that's like comboing 
these leads into, ah, well, clearly this is the answer to this question. So before we jump into our scenes, we are going to generate two leads because we have all just heard about the kidnapping. So we're going to get two pieces that we can put on the board to get us started. Oh, and every every lead, we're going to be drawing cards from the poker deck, just like we did to generate our characters. I have a chart in the files. There's like a list for people, places, and things. All of our favorite nouns. So when we generate a lead, it can be like a person, it can be a location, or it can be an object. And that card is going to tell us what district it belongs to, and loosely what it is. And then we'll flesh it out further, just like we did for the characters. Okay. And then the fun Dragon Age twisty thing that I that I dropped on this. There is also a list for dramatic hits in, in the base game Norlandia. And you can draw a card and check the dramatic hits list if we're like struggling for something or like a scene just isn't going anywhere. So that's a thing we can do. And then I have also added a, a deck of cards that is the major arcana from the Dragon Age tarot deck, which Ooh. is... What I like to do at con games, because I, I just like an excuse to play with these tarot cards, but think of them kind of as luminaries, where we, if we get really, really stuck or we want some more information on a dramatic hit or on, on something that we pull, we can draw one of those and kind of divine either from the Dragon Age imagery what's going on or from like the tarot mythos what's going on kind of thing. It, it just gives us another level of, of fun things to play with if we get really stuck. I know what those are. Luminaries. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll have James know I was doing this before he was doing luminaries. <laughs> so we're going to start with our two leads. If you would both like to draw a card, you can draw our two new leads. I do. I do have an draw option to draw one card. Boop. I have done it. So this is a, a six of clubs. The one part of town. <laughs> Yeah, that we haven't touched yet. So we already have a lead that's a person. So this is either a place or a thing. Which one do you want it to be? Let's make it a thing. A thing? Ooh, six is a weapon. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Do we want to define that any further or wait and see how it shakes out? Let's see what our other, our other lead is. So lead number two is the king of hearts. Oh, all right. And I think this is going to be a place. We've got all the other nouns. Okay. Norlandia calls this a lion's den. Okay. Mm. And I think that's open to interpretation as to what we think the lion's den is. Now, these are associated with different districts. Does that mean that they are, like, is our lion's den physically located in the market area? Yes. Okay. I have an idea. I think it's the main market square. Oh, yeah. Like, like imagine the New York Stock Exchange, but instead of stocks, it's goods and services. It is the place where people come to judge and be judged. Mm-hmm. It is where you promenade around and make a spectacle of thyself as much as you are taking in the sights of the city. Yeah. So probably great hunting ground for us as far as thievery goes, but also the most dangerous hunting ground as mm -hmm. far as mm -hmm. cops go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's every, there's a whole market full of witnesses if something pops off. Okay. And our, our weapon... So the weapon is associated with Darktown. Mm-hmm. So this is a little morbid, but I'm looking at our, our options, our structures here, and what if it's just like 
like a, a bone from a skeleton <laughs> that's been Ooh. like you know partly wrapped in in leather or something to be used as a club and i was gonna i i went shiv but i like club yeah <laughs> i was all set to type bone knife and i like bone club no you know what no i like bone knife bone knife's real good <laughs> bone knife bone cool. knife yeah bone knife we have an aesthetic to maintain folks bone knife is very good bone knife okay this is amazing Whoever pulled off this kidnapping was very skilled. Yeah. That's that's what I've I've got so far. Well, the implication means that there is a a exit, a a point of egress from the market district into Darktown. And that would make sense though. I feel like Darktown's Yeah. Cuz Darktown is everywhere. Yeah, it's it's like the undercity. Yeah. There's no escaping Darktown. Not really. I would like to do the first scene. Yeah. Go for it. So the idea is that we have all heard that our Jenny has been kidnapped. That is information that we have. And the bone knife is information that we have. And something about the market square. I think I want to start my scene. I want to go to the Red Jenny headquarters, which is in Darktown. Mm. Okay. Ada has heard about Jenny's kidnapping. Uh, Ada heard about it in the market square. I think that's how that ties in for me. I was trying to ply my trade so much as it is in the market square and not having a, a great time doing so because uh, for obvious reasons. And I heard this news. Uh, and so I'm, I'm making my way directly to the Red Jenny headquarters to find out what's going on, uh, who's there and who knows anything. So my goal, I want to I want to see if our Red Jenny left anything at the headquarters for us in like a in case of emergency like open this envelope kind of break glass etc anything yeah i want to i want to see if anything's there to help us we're ultimately trying to answer why our jenny was kidnapped how it was pulled off and who did it protagonists will start the scene with where are you what are you doing who are you with and i am on my way to the red jenny headquarters i'm in dark town making my way to Red Jenny headquarters. Uh, I'm looking for any kind of answers our Jenny may have left behind. And I think I am I might be by myself at this point. I'm hoping to find some people at our hideout. I'm imagining that like when you get into the headquarters, like Lydia is there pacing. Okay, yeah. Ada is, is like on her way, beelining for this headquarters, just knocking people over on, as she goes. Just <laughs> total disregard for everyone else who... <laughs> Honestly, why why are there so many people down here in Darktown in these catacombs? What what on earth is Who are you? <laughs> I feel like there's never people down here before. Just get out of my way. Let's go. So bursting into the headquarters, leaving a, a trail of disgruntled Darktown denizens in her way. Where you going? Never. Get back here. Where's my purse? <laughs> oh, sorry. Force of habit. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> push open these doors and Lydia you're you're in here pacing taking a quick look around have you heard yes yes I've heard of course I've heard okay is anybody else here I sent word to Omer uh, he's not here yet okay. I I don't know I how did you find okay. out well I I was up in the market district and I I mean they're not talking about it loudly up there of course but their whispers are, are definitely going around the, like the main market square there I, I, don't, I don't even know I didn't, oh, I didn't even see who was talking about it I just I just heard and I ran and I'm here and okay so Jenny always has a plan for things so I think we need to 
get into her office it's i mean i know that's usually like a, a no-go but perhaps we should be doing that right now to to see if there's anything in there like uh, information i have huh. i mean i i tossed their room at home and didn't find anything so office is probably best bet yeah i think that was a that was a good idea but yeah definitely definitely makes sense since they don't they're not really big on having us in the office unsupervised that something is going on or that, that there's something to be found in there so um you didn't you don't happen to have their keys do you i think that's probably when omer comes in yeah <laughs> he was late because he was saying pardon me excuse me to everyone <laughs> that was blocking this entrance <laughs> and he he comes in what a nice young man. <laughs> I think he comes in. Do you, do you need Jenny's keys? Yeah, I mean the office, I well I haven't tried the door yet, but like I I assume it's locked. He like fishes around in a pocket and brings out a set of keys. It's 100% Jenny's keys. <gasps> oh my god. How, <laughs> where, how where you, and why? Where did you get these? She entrusted them to me. When? I'm a little I'm a little insulted, but also none of us could take you in a fight, so this checks out. What well, a few months ago, actually, but um it sounds like it could be helpful, right? Do we really want to talk about this right now? No. I okay. Good good point. Uh, we're gonna come back to this at <laughs> at a later date. I didn't realize there was copies of these keys. Just kinda uh, no no, these are the only copies. Wait, how did how does Jenny get into the office? Well, she has her own set, but then she gave me the only other copies. Okay, so there. You know what? Never mind. Not important right now. L let's open the door. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna discuss how copies work some other day. <laughs> he like he grapples with that for a second, and then just tosses you the the set of keys. Let's. Uh, I mean, these are these are them. So I think uh, she like tries. There's probably a couple keys on the ring, so she like tries one or two, and then is able to get it open. Oh, there's a lot of shit in here. <laughs> How about I'll I'll look through the desk. Omer, do you want to like start with the bookshelf over there? Maybe. Um. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Any anything that looks like I don't know, uh, helpful or like cluey. Is there is there a specific clue like object we're looking for or mm -hmm. things in their handwriting? Maybe. Uh. The sealed envelope saying only open in the event that I mysteriously go missing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that would be good. Looks at a bookshelf full of journals. Looks at Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll just find something, I guess. And he just starts looking at... He just picks up the first book at the very top of the shelf and just starts flipping through everything. I'll take the uh, chest over by the wall. And it gets up on the, stands up on the, the, the chair and like starts rifling through the, the top drawers of this desk. Just looking for anything at all that might be remotely interesting or helpful. Is this where a challenge roll would happen? I think so. So I think this is difficult trying to find yeah. anything helpful in this Jenny's office. So. Which is apparently a disaster. <laughs> oh, God, Yes. <laughs> I feel like that tracks, though. I feel like that's expected. Yeah. A master mind is only a master of their mind. You can take that to the bank, kiddo. So we first have to decide which stat 
make sense here. And I think this one is mind. Yeah. Since we are, are trying to use our smarts to <laughs> identify something helpful. So what happens is the protagonist rolls a white die uh, and any one of the supporting characters can do this, can be the opposition here, and you will roll a black die. So that's that's the base that we have moving forward. So because this is a mind roll... Is that manifesting narratively? Like... Oh, are you like actively opposing? Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. It just can be any any one of you doing rolling the dice. Since we yeah. don't have a, a formal GM. Yeah. Rita, you want to roll more dice? I do want to roll more dice. Thank you. Go for it. <laughs> it's, it's a mind roll. I do not get any bonus dice in either direction because my mind is calm. I am in a neutral position. Calm. So am I just rolling one? I think you're just rolling the one and I'm just rolling the one. All right. I'll let you roll first just so we can kind of keep track of what's what. Excellent. Ooh. I rolled a two. That's going to go very well for me. <laughs> and I rolled a five. Ooh, I think boy. that's bad. This is going to be fun. Okay. So the way challenge rolls work is you want a, su- a success is winning by two or more. So if a white die, if my white die is higher by two or more, I succeed. If the black die is higher by two or more, I fail. And if neither is higher by two or more, it's a stalemate. Uh oh! So I failed, and I'm going to keep the black die. Uh, that's going to be important later. During a challenge roll, if the protagonist fails, one of the supporters can offer a bargain. A bargain during a challenge. I have to damage one of my conditions to get the thing. One of your conditions? One of my stats. Okay, um, I have gotcha, to, gotcha. So I would have to drop one of these. So body, mind, et cetera. Yeah, so it would be like, oh, you can find something useful, but you accidentally stapled your hand off finding it or something. I don't know, something. (laughs) What what, what can we find on this desk? Yeah, I I don't know if it's like super obvious in this particular scenario, but... I do have an idea for for how the investigation has been complicated on on your failure. (laughs) Okay. Somebody's coming to raid the headquarters or our hideout. Oh. And we just have to, like, grab what we can carry and book it. That's perfect. Okay, so let's let's play this out. So we're... So Ada's shuffling through these desk drawers. Omer, you're you're probably closest to the door over by that bookshelf. Do you hear? I think there's, like, a a general alarm that gets raised throughout the catacombs for something like this. Like, I think there's... And this was always an eventuality. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So this alarm sounds, and it's definitely going to be loudest here in the office where our Jenny tends to be. And we all just kind of like freeze for a second. It's been a while since we've heard this particular alarm go off. And we like looking at each other for a split second as as it dawns on us what's happening. And it's just, just grab whatever you've got. Just, just grab it and go. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Dumping things yep. into my bag. Yeah, Omer just grabs like an armful of whatever shelf he was on. <laughs> Beautiful. We make it out. We know our headquarters like the back of our hand and the catacombs too. So we, we, we escape. I think I lead us to a quiet spot in Lowtown since that's where that's what Ada knows best. So we kind of come out of the catacombs in like a, like a back alley 
like service entrances to some some buildings that aren't really being used much so we just kind of like stop and, and catch our breath and yeah <sighs> okay um well that's not ideal no can't be a coincidence either <sighs> no probably not all right Ugh. what what give me give me whatever you guys grabbed i'll i'll take this stuff home and and sort through it and see what i can come up with I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just let me see what you've got. And I think in the, like, gathering of all the materials, that's when we do this investigation roll. Yeah. Okay. Um, to see, to kind of end the scene and, like, see what comes out of it. Yeah. So the investigation roll. Protagonist starts with two white dice. Any supporter can roll three black dice. Ooh. How do you, you roll this one? Uh, we decide which condition best fits the investigation in the scene. I think this is... Probably still mined because we're yeah trying to decipher all of Jenny's belongings, and then sometimes there will be the possibility for bargain dice, and those are also white dice. And we get bargain dice. I think we get one for every answer that we have, which we don't have any answers. And you didn't succeed because I failed. You're gonna roll four black dice, and I'm only gonna roll two. <laughs> we're- we're not off to a good start with our mm. mystery here, huh? Mm-hmm. We're doing great. What are you talking about? Pretty pretty average set of rolls there. What you got? So I've got two twos, a three, mm-hmm. and a four. So ties are fails, but you've got two twos, a three, and a four. I rolled two fours. Mm-hmm. So this is where the outcomes chart comes in handy, because we can kind of decide what outcomes. I'm going to fail on two. Failing on a twos are pin self and damage your reputation. So missing on a two would put me on the board as a lead. Oh. Uh, and I would be under suspicion, which is interesting. Yeah. And then failing on a three or a four was damage to one of my stats, which is pretty basic. So I think I'm going to put my fours against your two and your three. Okay. I'm going to fail on a two and I'm going to fail on a four. So we didn't come up with any leads from Jenny's materials. But I think that by gathering all of the stuff you guys grabbed and saying, I'm going to take this home, I'm going to look at it, I think that makes me look suspicious. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to put me on the board. (laughs) (laughs) No. Dun, dun, dun. If my lead is destroyed, I think I die. Just heads up. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. This escalated very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot happening. Okay, there's me. There's me on the board. And then I (laughs) I failed on one of the other ones, so I need to damage one of my stats. Well, I think my heart goes down to neutral. I am no longer content. (laughs) This this hurts my heart. Wait, I think pinning me to the board drops my rep, too. Oh, man. This is a a rough scene for Ada. (laughs) Pin self and damage rep. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, God, my rep is down to targeted. Oh, buddy. <laughs> A strong start. Oof. They came for you. And that's my scene. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. I promised you a big announcement, a cool announcement, a big cool announcement during this mid-roll. And here is that announcement. If you enjoyed the Gunfuck series that aired just before this Dragon Age series, then you're definitely going to like this. 
on March 31st at 7 p.m. Eastern from 7 to 11 for four solid hours. We have me, we have DJ, we have B, and we have Melissa all returning to reprise their roles from the original Gunfuck series, but this time live on Twitch. That week is the last week of funding for the TTRPGs for trans rights in Texas, the bundle that's running on itch that I mentioned last week, and we are going to be running that stream to raise more awareness of the bundle and to get people to buy it. I really believe in this cause. I think that having this game up there is just going to be absolutely phenomenal. And one of my favorite parts of how we've set this up is that I'm not doing the Twitch production. We have Aram Vartian from the, oh gosh, his just legacy of stuff he does is really great. He has, is the producer of the God's Fall podcast. He is the co-host and producer of Kill Every Monster. Aram was a guest on the Iron Edder Reforged in the Bubble Stream. He's just a delightful human being, and he is going to be doing all of the production. If you could see these overlays that he has made and how this is going to be set up, it, it's going to be just great, and it's for a great cause. So I really hope that you will take the time and join us on OneShot's Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG, and just dive in, buy the bundle, and enjoy four hours of Gunfucks. With all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. If it helps, that investigation roll that I did that so ruined my life, uh, when you <laughs> succeed at different points, you succeed on a three, four, or five, you add leads and connections. If you succeed on a six, you find an answer, that sort of thing. So if you want to game the system a little bit, think about scenes where you think you could win a challenge. Got it. What what would your good what what's your good stat? <laughs> so like a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, imagine a fight. That's me. So like the implication here is that our organization is imploding just mildly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the bone knife is one of the things that I grabbed. Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll come back up. I think the idea that I had is it's this is like very soon after the three of them part ways. And I mean, Omer is part of this organization. And I feel like he is the biggest member of the organization. Like earlier, Lydia said, none of us could take you in a fight. Yeah. So I feel like a natural conclusion someone might draw if they are trying to perform a coup of any kind, really, is take out the person that nobody can take in a fight the big fight man who knows how to use a sword mm -hmm. exactly i like it okay so i'm gonna set this up right i think this is happening does it make sense for it to happen in low town still i think that makes sure. sense yeah he's walking back towards high town and his his domicile it's probably later in the evening. We were searching for a good while and then we had to get clear of the raid for a little bit there. So, you know, things are probably winding down. I think he's just walking down like a side street by himself and someone jumps him. Like, Ooh. <laughs> he he doesn't have a weapon on him. This is the ideal time for him to to be jumped by someone and try someone to try and take advantage of his like general vulnerability here. He's still a former yeah. Templar. 
He's jacked. Just just like like a hey, give me your money. <laughs> or is it I and I think the person is attacking him with a bone knife. Like it's <gasps> it's a masked individual. They're wearing all black and they've got the bone knife with them. Dang. Yeah. Now what do I do? <laughs> so they they know who Omer is, right? This is this is a Yeah, yeah but okay. Omer has no way of knowing who this person oh. is. Like a lithe figure that's kind of wiry that could be anybody (laughs) yeah Yeah. so he's this person just steps in front of your path like i i think that's what it is like i'm i'm walking and then somebody steps in on the other side of this like alleyway that i've just entered and then i'm just like uh okay and then i look around behind me and someone has stepped on the other side of, it's just kind of boxing me in and i think there's this scene where like we see omer clock like okay i understand what's going to happen now and it's violence yeah like like <laughs> they don't even say a word to you just sort of silently step out and you see that glint of the bone knife mm-hmm. yeah i love that this thing is polished hell yeah <laughs> You gotta take care of your bone knife. Like, I love that this thing, somebody spent a lot of time making this knife and turning it into just a ridiculous, opulent weapon in its own right. Pride, baby. That's the way of the city, baby. (laughs) That's how we do things here. So, Omer, I think you've just walked right into your challenge role. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. And I think the way he does this, too, is like he we see that moment where he understands what's going to happen mm-hmm. and he just charges the person with a knife. Yeah. OK. All right. So you start with the with the one white die. And do you have one for this is body? Clearly. Yes, clearly. I have I have a white die in in body. So I get another one. OK. Ooh, okay. Um. <laughs> I'll roll the opposition. I got a two. I got a two and a five. Okay, so you put your highest forward. I think that means you win. Yep, you win. You win by more than two. That is a success. Yay. They're armed and Omer is not. Uh-huh. But Omer still takes them in like hand-to-hand combat. I mean, completely kicks their asses. Like when you're a Templar, you're trained in all kinds of combat. Like ideally you have a weapon on you. You have a sword and shield mm-hmm. or you have like a, a long sword. But, you know, when you're guarding mages, anything could happen. Yeah. So I, I think what this is, is he's he's charging the person with the mode knife. The first thing that happens is it's just, it's a street fight, right? Mm-hmm. It's possible Omer learned some of this outside of, of his Templar training. But I think he, he moves to knock the bone knife out of this person's hand. And it ends up just, it, it makes this horrible crunching sound when he does at the shoulder region. <laughs> and then they, he just picks this person up bodily and like tosses them at the other person at the other end of the alleyway, (laughs) picks up the bone knife, and is just like, come on, let's go. (laughs) And I think these two people are just like, bye. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Actually, we've decided, clearly we didn't send enough people. Yeah. Actually, we might need several reinforcements. Stand by. <laughs> okay. So they get away. Yeah. Okay. Pud keeps the white die, right? Yes. 
You'll keep the white die. Yay. Do you have the bone knife? I do. I have the bone knife. Okay. I don't think he knows that it's significant yet, though. Okay. Maybe your investigation role is like he spends some time yeah. studying the bone knife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know weapons. You've been hanging around the catacombs for a while. Yeah. You know it's unusual that there's something about this. You don't know what. Not everyone's making knives out of bones. No. No. I like that. Yeah, I think these people run away, kind of like straightens up, pulls his gambeson down. And then, yeah, so I roll two white die. Yeah, you get two. The protagonist succeeded in the challenge roll, right? Yes. Yeah. So we get a white bargain die. Yay! I want to roll that. I want to be helpful. I know I don't have specifically black or white die. That's okay. This is an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> you mean color doesn't convey? <laughs> We have to decide which stat it is again, which I think this is no longer body. Yeah. No. Okay. That's what. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. If you're studying it, it feels like that's a mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a neutral rank in mind. Okay. So okay. I don't think okay. That means- so Re, yeah, you are correct. So Palomi, I believe you are rolling two white dice and we, the supporters have your other white die that we can use as a bargain die. Cool. Yes, that's what's happening. Okay, these rolls are not good. What you got? I got a two and a one. Great. Reed, do you want to roll the black die or the bargain dice? I want to roll the bargain die. And I will roll three black die. A five. Oh, better than I got. Palomi, I put some dice on the board right. to, to indicate what we've what we've got going on here. So you've got to match up your two white die to any two of the three black die to try and mitigate this disaster and Rhea and I have this <laughs> beautiful five over here that we're willing to give you to use instead uh, for a price oh uh, now bargains on investigation rolls are purely narrative we cannot harm you at least not physically and <laughs> so this is this would be a narrative thing it would be like you can have this die but the cost is with Jenny gone, your next supply is going to be late. Mm. Remind me again uh, what a lack of lyrium for a Templar does? I mean, I think it's definitely withdrawal issues. And then... Yeah. If there's anything more, like... I'm going back to the fan wiki. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, they have to start taking it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Withdrawal. There's a section. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, symptoms of lyrium hunger pangs include weakness, headaches, forgetfulness, thirst, cold hands. It just sounds like the flu. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Talk to me about because I don't remember this. This is it doesn't come up in Inquisition in depth necessarily. It just the the lyrium sickness bit is what comes up, right? And I don't know why Templars have to take it in the first place. Mechanically in the game, Templars have what looks an awful lot like magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not magic because magic's evil. Yeah. And right. they are given lyrium to develop those powers yeah okay church sanctioned magic that's not magic yeah but also the church are the only legal lyrium dealers so it's a real good way to make sure that your private army stays loyal yeah ah and there are some people because because it's highly addictive and there are some people like within the game who are doubtful if it actually has any real effect so 
it's not good. So I'm still taking it. It means I still have these abilities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think... You can smite. I can smite. I'm trying to figure out how this happens. But if I still have these abilities, right, I have to be careful about how and when I use them. Otherwise... I am going to get myself in a situation where the not church is like, hey, buddy, (laughs) remember all that cool stuff you were doing when you were with us and then we kicked you out? You can't do the cool stuff anymore. You're in big trouble. (laughs) So I I feel like as a as just a little flavor, a little twist, a little lemon twist on the side, all of the all of the lyrium sickness that occurs. But I think there's a certain level of sloppiness that comes with it as well. You know, like, if if he doesn't have the ability to do magic because he doesn't have the lyrium, he might behave in such a way that implies he knows what he would do if he did have those abilities. Or he might, you know, talk about things he shouldn't be talking about in company that shouldn't mm-hmm. be hearing what he has to say. Yeah, that kind of yeah. that little extra little bit of looseness with stuff that he usually keeps under wraps. I think that's kind of what happens here. Yeah, no, I think with Jenny gone, my next dose is going to be late. All right, with Ada under suspicion, it's yep. yeah. probably not a good idea to trust her. Oh yeah, to administer that at this current juncture. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in a bind. <laughs> Beautiful. So you now have a five that you can put forward instead. So you can only put forward two of these dice, which the way this maths out is you're only going to be able to block one of these black die. Two Two of the others are getting through. And those bad effects are on the fours, you damage a stat. And on the two, you get into the board as well. So... (laughs) No! We're all suspicious. I mean, it's up to you how how bad you want to take this. As like a mechanical manifestation of sickness, like delirium sickness, I'm going to block that too. Okay. Yeah. And then the fours are going to knock my stats down. So you're you're feeling this two drops. It could I think it could be two on the same one if you wanted. Oh, interesting. I don't see any reason why you couldn't. That's very interesting. And then you do get a good thing though. That five is a is a is a hit. So hey, I'm just gonna real casually. These words are vague and evocative, and I love it. Um, I'm knocking vigorous on body down to broken. Oh wait, that that's three jumps. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, is you, how you're math just works. hurt. Yeah, go down to hurt. You're hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. Yeah, you are. That's just one black die. That's right. But you do get a good thing. You're hit. On the five, the five, the white five that goes through is you can add a random lead to the board or a connection between two leads. Oh, so you can make two of these clues mean something together or we can draw a new one. Our two leads are Ada and the bone knife. So we've got Ada, we've got the bone knife, we've got the market square and we've got Jenny. You can tie any two of those together or you can add a new clue. I don't want to add a new clue because it doesn't one doesn't feel sort of naturally coming from this series of events that just occurred or maybe possibly if you draw a lead i feel like the the thing that makes narrative sense is something from the bone knife connecting it to something yeah that's kind of where i'm at i'm wondering if there's a way to tie the bone knife to the market square via the people who tried to jump over what about a maker's mark ooh it, it is. It is a maker's mark. The only place you could at least get somebody to interpret that for you is probably the market square. Oh, yes. 
And I think if if that lead gets followed up on at all, that connection gets followed up on at all, it leads to someone in the market. Oh, for sure. Got murder board. Murder board activate. We need that red yarn. <laughs> Love it. There we go. All right. My scene. I kind of want to build on that scene with Omer. Like I'm thinking maybe the next day, like the next morning, because I, I work in the market square. That's kind of where, where I'm associated with. Maybe Omer shows up and is like, hey, I found this. What do? Would you be the kind of person who keeps track of maker's marks? Not necessarily, but I probably know who to talk to. Then I think I think the way I kind of want to resolve that, like I want to play that out. Like that scene where he's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. You're you're a person who knows things about stuff here in this place. <laughs> this is Lydia's investigation, yeah. Yeah, and then I I you know, the challenge there is finding the the right person. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So so we'll have Omer as my, my supporter in this scene. So yeah, I'm imagining it's like, we're not even open yet. I've just gotten in. I'm settling in at my desk and... <laughs> Describe this place, like this place of business to me really quick. I, I've said that Lydia is a scribe. And uh, what I'm imagining is that like, this is not a society with like high literacy, uh-huh. So I think that she she works at just sort of like a, a clerk's or scribe's office where people who need stuff written down for whatever reason can come and pay somebody to do the writing for them. Right. So I think that that's kind of most... So it's like, yeah, she doesn't have her own office. She works... I'm picturing that it's just like kind of a, a like a large open room with little like cubicles almost. Yeah, yeah. There's like six desks with little dividers and you come in and are assigned to someone who will do your writing. Yeah, I think most of the other scribes probably get in here around the same time that you are and they're, you know, setting up their spaces and all of that. You've got to it's all very organized and Omer just fully takes up the the doorway. <laughs> And everyone in this tiny little office pauses and looks. He just kind of waves. <laughs> Somebody's like, hey, hey, we're not open yet. I I need to speak to Lydia. Uh, it's it's okay. We, we had uh, an arrangement about uh, him picking up something before he has to get off to work at the docks. Mm. Heard you outside. <laughs> oh, Mare has like a fine cloak on and does not work at the docks. Just on appearance. Like. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. Your coworker has already stopped listening to you. They, they do not care. <laughs> the coworker's like, fine. We'll scuttlebutt about this later. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the office assumes that he is returning something that she left at his place last night. Uh-huh. Yep. You you heard him outside, which is the street, and he proceeds to try and show you a bone knife. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. God, heard you into an alley. <laughs> you can't just flash a weapon like that out on the streets. I don't do this on a regular basis. It seemed important. Where did you get that? What is this? I had an encounter in an alley last night after everything, and... Okay, I don't need to know about your personal life. It's... It... <laughs> he, like, takes a moment. <laughs> and by encounter, I meant a violent encounter. Oh. That makes more sense with the knife. Yes. Where 
two individuals with the masks, they decided it might be a good idea to, I don't know, I guess murder me? It didn't work. I'm still alive, clearly. But they tried to use this, and it has this. And he, like, shows you the hilt of the bone knife. It's like this... I I imagine it's this... The way it's carved, it's obviously got a very wicked end. But then the other end is, like, the standard bone sort of... Like, like a femur bone sort of situation. It's, like, wrapped in leather and stuff. And on one of the, the ball joints, that's where the maker's mark is carved in. Does this look familiar to you? Let's find out with a challenge roll. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Brain blast. (laughs) I have observed how to play the game. (laughs) What what do we think the condition is on this? This, To me, this feels like mind. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Which I have a plus one to. If you wanted to use like reputation, I could see that being like a connections that you have thing. But no, if you've got better stats in mind, let's go mind. I have better stats in mind. This is what 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 have I memorized from being in this area a whole bunch. So I get to roll two white dice. Okay. Pud rolls a black dice. Yes. I got a five. Oof. Oh, I got a one and a two. Oh, buddy. We are doomed. <laughs> yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> so that's um that's a failure. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? However, there? can we offer you a bargain? Uh, please, God. <laughs> yeah, I think we can offer you just flat success for a hurt stat. Yes, I will take this gladly. So, yeah, so I think that the bargain here is it's going to hurt your reputation. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. To seek this information out, you you are going to have to talk to the wrong people, and you are going to be seen doing it. Mm-hmm. Done. Cool. Sold. All right. Yes. That's a success. Yay! <laughs> we turn it around! Yay! Well, we'll see. <laughs> we are going to be shells of ourselves at the end of this, but... Listen, Yep. Yeah, so I, I think that Lydia will not not take the knife because it's very sharp, but kind of, you know, put her hands over Omer's to sort of turn it so that she can see it better. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard you get closer to the microphone while you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking heard it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking... Uh, Rhea's walking up to the tea now, and she's... Uh, She's going to hit it and oh there it goes and boom. <laughs> I can I can hear that move all the way in low town. All right. Like <laughs> I want I just want to remind you Pud that the attacks that I I I wage upon you are done out of friendship <laughs> and love mm-hmm. and knowing exactly what will hurt you. That's friendship. <laughs> yeah. So I I think that Lydia will will study this maker's mark and have have sort of frown and be like i think i know who to start talking to to figure this out but yeah they're not the best sort of people can i borrow this let me if you go in there to try to talk to them they're not going to talk you look too nice uh thanks i think takes the knife (laughs) (laughs) i'll uh, meet back up with you later and tell you what i find Omer is either blushing or flushing. We'll never know. <laughs> Just very confused about what has happened. It, I think his hands are still like out. Mm-hmm. 
and he has to like oh and put them back <laughs> so would this be where i, I would want to do my investigation role yeah so so tell me how that works are you like going to somebody or like i think it's a series of somebody's mm. oh a montage yeah of in- of increasingly disreputable character yeah okay. i think okay this has to happen yeah I think you say you can get back to him on that and then you head in a direction like are you taking care of this immediately or are you are going going back into your office and then taking care of this like at night or something? I feel like the sketchy people that I need to talk to are not operational at 830 in the morning. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Okay. I roll two white dice. Yeah, what stat do we think this is? Still mind? Probably. I feel like it's probably reputation. Yeah. Which is at a negative now. Yep. Uh-oh. So I'm getting four black dice. Uh, yeah. But I also could have a bargain die because I right. technically yeah. succeeded the roll. <laughs> Correct. There will be a bargain die that we can offer you, but you get two for Yay. now. Ooh, that's not bad. A three and a six. Nice. Ooh, I got a six, a five, a five, and a three. Well, I'm not going to take that bargain. Uh Uh-huh. Important things to know. If you miss on the six, a district escalates. What the heck does that mean? So if three districts are escalated, that ends the game. Oh. Or on a six, you destroy a lead. So missing on three, four, and fives that are there, uh, three, five, five, rather, on any of those, you damage a condition. Aha! Protagonist may break their principle to count ties as hits. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Ooh. That's right. What was your principle again? Never reveal my true self. Ooh. Smiles directly into the camera. I'm gonna I'm do it. Hell yeah. Because does it, does it mean I can count all of my ties as hits? By breaking your principle, you turn all ties on your investigation roll into hits. Yes, you are correct. All ties become a Done. hit. Done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> okay. I, I like never expect rules to work out that well when they're written like that. I always expect them to work against me. So this was nice. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> I want to resolve the failures first. I'm okay. I'm taking two two hits to my abilities. I think I'm gonna push my heart down further. Okay. I feel bad. Don't feel great. So it's it's these fives that are getting yeah. through. You're you're tying on the three and on the mm-hmm. six. Okay. I really want to keep that plus one to mind, so I think I'm going to I injure myself in some way on this adventure. Yeah. I am also hurt. Maybe somebody mm-hmm. roughs you up a little bit. You ask too many questions. Yep. So I, I get to add two leads. Yeah. And one of them I get to connect. Cool. Cool. So. Let's do it. Yeah, I think before I narrate what this all looks like, I want to see what my leads are. Okay. So I'm going to draw my first card. Ooh. We've got the Ten of Diamonds. Ooh. It's our first Hightown connection. Mm-hmm. So do you want this to be a person, place, or thing? Let's get a person. Either a Chantry official or a Templar. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's make that. Let's. You know what? I'm going to say let's make it a Chantry official. Okay. <laughs> just pained gurgling yeah. in the background i mean yeah up in Hightown, it it could even be like the revered mother or something we could go all the yeah. way to the top 
We'll we'll leave it open for mm-hmm. now. Okay. And then I'm gonna draw my next clue. Another diamond, the eight of diamonds. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Let's make this. What do we have? We only have we have two people. We have Ada and this chantry official. We have one place and one thing. Let's make it another thing. Eight is a vehicle or, oh, or conveyance of some sort. We know that the ships rest in Hightown. Oh, yeah, it's a fancy, it's a fancy chantry ship. This conspiracy goes all the way to the top, you guys. <laughs> I gotta figure out. I'm connecting one of these to the bone knife because mm. that's been the, the source of our connection okay. here. That's what I've been investigating off of. So I think how this plays out is Lydia collects this knife and goes back to work and works out her day at the office and then hits the streets. And it ends up taking a lot more time than she'd expected. She has to talk to a lot more people, gets into a lot shadier situations. Mm -hmm. I think at one point, yeah, does kind of push the questioning too hard and gets like a, a, you know, black eye for her troubles. But what she learns through all of this is that this bone, it was taken from the catacombs, but it's the, it's like, it's a, it's a church relic. It's like it's 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 been it has since been like the maker's mark includes something, some elements to it that indicate that like this is a holy relic. So I think the connection is to the specific Chantry official because I finally talked to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, sister so and so I'll come up with a name is the one that commissioned this. Ooh, okay. I like that through the course of this, you discover that it is made from the bones of a long dead Chantry official. Yeah. Like maybe the last Reverend Mother or something. Yeah. The first Reverend Mother. Her name is, is Sister Marguerite. and She's the one who commissioned the sacred bone knife. And I think in the course of where, where I break my principle is in the course of this questioning... Mm-hmm. I think Lydia just has to like, not all to one person, but across different people has to give up. I work with the Red Jenny, you know, I'm a a friend of Red Jenny. I'm a forger. Just has to, you know, give up all these little pieces of different secrets that she's kept Mm -hmm. and has to barter all these things away in order to get the information that that she needs. I love that. Dang. But I've, I've got, we've got information We have so much information, and I only had to just destroy myself physically, mentally, and spiritually to do it. (laughs) I love it. Uh, You only had to give up everything. Yeah. I don't know why I only just now saw this, but under un, under low town structures, big ornate drawbridges of the river, full of cops in all caps. <laughs> you love <welcome>. cops. <laughs> this episode of One Shot features several pieces of music by Cody Martin. The songs are. Legend Tells, Empire, Drunken Thrush, and Seaworthy. This episode of One Shot was edited by Megan Dornbrock. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Meglish or at OneShotPodcast.com.
That's it for One Shot this week, heroes. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more Dragon Age. And don't forget, on March 31st, from 7pm to 11pm Eastern, twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg, you can join me, DJ, B. Zelda, and Melissa for more Gunfucks, produced by Ron Vartian. Like, that's just, it's going to be such a good time. We had such a fun time recording the original session. They're the same characters. We are continuing the story of the saga of Dickbiter. So, you know, I get to say that phrase a whole lot, which is just going to be a lot of fun for me, at least. As always, we end this with a call to action, and I encourage you to continue calling your representatives. FiveCalls.org has an entire list of issues that you can select from and scripts to use when you make the calls. These calls do make a difference, and it's really important to let our elected officials know exactly what we think and to make sure that they know that they are representing us. So head to FiveCalls.org, take some time, make some phone calls, and let your voice be heard. Now let us have James take us out of the show. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. The history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like, and then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come, join us in the muck at System Mastery.